This episode of the All Things Go podcast is presented by Atlas Hair. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up top to make the most of what we got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we can at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in to the All Things Go podcast, episode 31. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, joined as always by my co-host, Brian Murphy, at Brian underscore Murphy underscore on Twitter. And Brian, we are going to do an OG episode today where, you know, we have no guests this week. And surprisingly enough, these happen to be some of our more popular shows. But I want the listening audience to hear what I just heard about three minutes ago. Please tell everybody you said hello. Check, check, check. Can you guys hear me? It's perfect. It is perfect. You got your (laughs) microphone working. This is great. It's it's only taken about four or five, maybe six months. Actually, geez, probably ten months now. Um, Yeah, and a little uh, long. I I got. I finally got it figured out. So um, this is great. Yeah, this is this sounds fantastic. I hope uh, when we replay it later that uh, it sounds exactly like what I'm hearing. But I'm excited. Finally got it all put together. yeah, it's it's going to be a, a fun little show for us to uh, recap yes. a bunch of interesting topics. I, I absolutely agree. So anybody that's listening, please go give us a five-star review now on Apple or Spotify. Let us know that the sound's coming in through clear, and Brian figured it out, so it's perfect. So Brian, like you said, man, we have a lot to cover, and I know there's going to be some of the topics that we're going to have, and we didn't talk about this beforehand, where we're probably going to be debating a little bit. I was in attendance in Atlanta. I know that's a topic of conversation you know, with that track, but um, you know, how have ever, how's everything been for you since we last spoke uh, with Alan last week? really good just uh super super busy right now doing a lot of fun different projects obviously a lot of people are seeing um my work that i'm doing over at babyface fabrication in kannapolis north carolina he's got a bunch of cool stuff from um you know some nissan 240s that have twin turbos to uh installing some roll cages and some scca cars to really a little bit of everything we were on a roof last week um building and extending an ac unit mount so um you know it's it's fun to get back get my nails dirty um do some welding and and do a lot of things that i was doing um you know prior to really not just prior to my job at steward house racing you know Mm -hmm. it's just weird doing some different fabrication stuff outside of uh you know the nascar genre yeah well i mean i by talking to you the last few weeks it almost seems like you've been even a little bit busier than anticipated uh which is good and you're keeping everybody updated on twitter of what's been going on with you and we got to talk about an image you recently posted i know you did a wonderful job in uh you know getting the smoker ready so that was a hunk of meat that you had now did you get that at costco i know this week was your first time ever at costco (laughs) Yeah, it, uh, me and my wife finally decided to go get a Costco membership. Finally. Not. Yeah. 
Um, and quit you know, living under a rock. <laughs> it's kind of everything I expected. Uh, we went in, um, shopped around, got some paper towels, which uh, you know you, you always have, have paper towels, and, and they mm-hmm. sell them in massive quantities. So, um, but no, I did not get that piece of meat. Actually, it was at the local butcher that I normally get all of my meat okay. from, Shop and Save in Mooresville. Uh, they do a fantastic job, but you know, I'm just kind of checking off some of the bucket list items on uh, to cook on this Traeger, and and a seven bone in roast was not only um, you know one of my top priorities on on the list that remained, um, but mm-hmm. you know, my father had just retired. We threw him a nice little party, and I thought, what the hell? Why not uh, do an epic cook like that? So um, again, a bunch of help with our friend uh, Danielle Diva Q. Um, yep. But man, that Traeger is just fantastic that thing just makes it so easy for for anybody to cook um it came out perfect took a little little shorter than i was expecting but um i can't i can't again explain how delicious that was that was one of my favorite cuts of meat i've ever had well good well when i make it down to charlotte here in a few weeks uh, i'll be looking for you to be making that for me specifically so i'm looking forward to that but like you said there are a lot of good brands and products that you uh, listed so maybe we bring one of them on uh, as a partner here at some point but last week you know uh, atlanta had uh, both the xfinity and the cup series and the truck series was up at mid ohio where unfortunately for them they had so much rain uh especially at the beginning of that race so uh, tell me a little bit about some of your reactions, and uh, obviously you were watching the truck race and uh, the Xfinity and Cup as well. But we can start with cu- uh, trucks first. Yeah, just again, it's it's crazy watching um, NASCAR have to navigate through the weather these past couple of weeks, and Mid Ohio was was no different. Um, you know, it really kind of starts putting questions in my mind. I don't know if people watched it, but I mean kind of a little bit of a cluster cluster fuck there honestly um getting everything situated getting the race started um and and initially i don't think it was safe to roll and, and nascar made the right decision to to throw the caution right away um you know i saw a lot of fans complaining about and, and over the past couple of weeks complaining about when nascar is or is not running these cars in the rain and and people need to remember that these rain tires and rain setups aren't a end-all be-all to just go out and run in any type of weather we still have to keep in mind driver safety, especially, um, you know, a, a week after Dutch driver Hoff died in an FREC race at Spa due to poor weather conditions and due to poor visibility. Um, you know, we, we have to take this seriously. And, and sometimes I think it's just um, a, a total lack of respect towards the drivers, the crews and um, the series when, when, you know, fans are complaining and wanting drivers to go out there and just wreck the car. So, um, yeah, it's it's puts a question in my mind to you know do do the trucks should they run road courses and should they run the rain and and i saw some people ask that and for me um you know these drivers if they're going to move up they're going to have to learn how to run road courses they're going to have to learn to run the rain so it is a difficult topic but um you know they they do have to do it i'm not sure what your thoughts are on you know i know you're in atlanta didn't know if you were able to watch the race but you know what are your thoughts on trucks running road courses or running in the rain yeah, well, I mean, obviously, safety, like you said, with somebody just recently passing, uh, and all forms of motorsports need to make sure that we are, you know, making sure safety is our number one priority. I, I was able to catch a little bit of it uh, as I was popping in and out of the media center where, you know, it was just dumping like crazy. It looked like right before the race started. Uh, when it comes to, like you said, your question about should trucks be on road courses? Yes, I I, I believe. I don't think it's a, a negative product. I actually like when the Cup Series guys are able to dip down uh, and, and be a part of that. So, uh, yes, I think the trucks should be on um, uh, road courses. Is that 
is was that really the gist of your question there? Or was it something more specific that I wasn't listening to? No, it was again just you know I saw the yeah. questions come up in comments and and you know why? What about you? No, I definitely think, think okay. I definitely think they need to be running a road course or two. I mean, again, where are these drivers going to learn these skill sets? Yeah. Um, you know, as they move up, we we don't need to have people learning Xfinity or or certainly not Cup. Um, and yeah. you know, it's it's kind of a necessary evil when you have these lower tier series where drivers are going to have to gain different uh, skill sets as they as they move through the ranks. What was somebody saying as to an argument of why uh, ex- or trucks should not be on road courses? Did you see anything that was like somebody said this? <laughs> no, I, I think it's just a reaction over the last okay. couple of years of the okay. product that you're seeing in the truck series. And um, unfortunately, um, you know, the the lack of I don't know if it's skill or respect, um, but the product we're seeing is is subpar at best. And um, it's unfortunate for a lot of the drivers, especially people like Grant um you know matt crafton who are out there as um you know uh seasoned veterans i guess of motorsports in general and having to deal with some of the younger kids that um, are missing a few of the important um attributes that Mm -hmm. that will take you carry you through these series um but again it's it is a professional series uh but you can't argue that's also still not a learning series so uh it's it's just a tough tough situation for the drivers teams and series but at some point these drivers they they have to get used to road courses and they have to get used to running in the rain and i think nascar does a great job um making sure there's not too much of either so i have an interesting thing that i was thinking about over the weekend in atlanta and it has to do with all the guests that we have on our show uh we have a lot of drivers we have team members we have different members of each uh affiliate different motorsports Nobody that we've ever had on, regardless of what team they're affiliated or what car they drive, has has won a race since coming on to the podcast. I, I'm starting to think we might be bad luck a little bit. Um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was going through the whole list and I was like, oh, my goodness, we've not had anybody crack in the victory lane at all, even by accident. Um, so, you know, going forward, when we have more people on, I'm gonna have to be thinking about that because somebody has to break through and get a victory uh, of a guest of ours or a team member in some way or another. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, a lot of the shows, DBC, uh, Denny Hamlin's um, podcast bragging about um, the good luck that comes when yeah. you show up to to their shows and their podcasts. And right now, totally the opposite. We, yeah, we the history is not um, in our favor. So um, hopefully it doesn't deter any any guests, but um, yeah, it's it's um, we'll have to get someone up. Maybe we'll just uh, yeah. go get Kyle Busch or, or uh, <laughs> so a big timer there. You kind of cheat well, the way. Go get uh, William Larson Byron somehow. Larson, we'll go get yeah, Larson, yeah. and he could because he's racing in dirt and doing all a bunch of yeah, stuff. I'm sure you, you know we'll get to that a little bit too because I know the uh, you know the million dollar event out in Eldora just happened uh, the other day, but. Uh, anything else with trucks before we move on to Xfinity and, and the Cup Series at all? Is there anything else that you wanted to touch on? Obviously, Corey Heim got the victory there. Yeah, actually, I mean, after the first stage and the track kind of dried out, I think they the fans and and on both on TV and in person got a fantastic show. So, um, you know, it was it was nice to see you know just one stage of kind of the chaos and then uh, a normal truck race as expected. Um, but you know, again, love road course racing, never been to mid Ohio, definitely need to check that off someday. Um, but again, mm-hmm. really, really excited for, um, you know, a lot of the tracks coming up here for those guys. Yeah. I wish, uh, trucks, uh, obviously, you know, their schedule is a lot less than uh, what the cup series is, even Xfinity. So 
it's pretty much been where they race one week, they're off for two weeks, race again, off again. So hopefully, you know, we get back to seeing them because there was like a six race in a row stretch for them. And I think that series is so much fun to watch. So let's kick it over to everything that happened in Atlanta. You saw the Xfinity race. John Hunter Nemechek goes out, wins the race, um, you know, uh, more of a tame, as I've been telling people, that race was a little bit more tame than I anticipated. And obviously, there's a driver skill set that is vastly different from the Xfinity series to the Cup series. Uh, but I know there were some accidents, e anyways, in the Xfinity race. But again, a little bit more tame than I anticipated, but a really great w viewing experience in person at Atlanta. So anybody that gets the opportunity, I highly recommend as that place continues to wear a little bit. Handling uh, becomes a little bit more of an issue there on a super speedway type super speedway. track. I don't know how so, you can come back after this, that past yes. weekend and call. Nobody is calling it a super speedway. It didn't look like a super speedway. It didn't race like a super speedway. It is aging fantastically. I will say it that is. I was I was it is. I was wrong in saying that I thought it was going to take a couple of years. Um, it it is coming in strong, and I think uh, each year that passes will only make it better. But again, we're not going back until uh, next spring. So this track has a lot right. of time to get even better. Uh, the Cup Series race compared to the Xfinity race, more of a, a super speedway type element to it. Yep. The Xfinity race, um, and I I talked, I texted you this, and I think you thought I was completely drunk off my ass when I said <laughs> about how, you know, these cars are, or, and I was, I was trying to get a reaction out of you, but I was making a reference to the 1987 uh, Cup cars where handling was a major issue, uh, and you would see the guys on Daytona really kind of get more spread out, even though it was a high-speed track. So that's how I was comparing the Xfinity race. And I, I did mean that it was a very tongue-in-cheek comment, but I did mean that a little bit where, you know, the Xfinity race had more guys spreading out. You could see that single file, but it was everybody. I, I don't know what first through 26th was, but um, it was definitely a lot more competitive than what a normal mile and a half would be. But then whenever they got the cars fixed up a little bit, and, and you would agree, right? I mean, the cup race was definitely more of a super speedway element. The rain really helped guys kind of stay on top of, hey, we've got to be aggressive. We can't really fall back. We can't really be adjusting. We have to keep going. Um, that's what I mean by you know the super speedway. When you listen to the cars, when you're there, if you close your eyes, you think you're at a super speedway Daytona Talladega, just how how it sounds. But I'll I'll kind of meet you in the middle a little bit with the Xfinity race at least. I I was very surprised with the Cup race how much the the track had evolved and changed from daytime to night. Um, you know when the first stage started, going through that, and it, it was pretty much just a single file bore show for a long time, and and I kind of laughed. And as soon as that sun went down, man, that that changed quick. Um, you know, there were a lot of different lines people were trying. There was a lot of passing, uh, you know, a lot of great stuff going on. And, and I have to say that was um, a fantastic show. I do not want to see another one of these. We can go on about that if you want. But Texas. Um, no, 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 no. We do. They got to do something to Texas. Yeah, this is I, not. I, this I think is... I'm in it. I think I agree that they should not. But they do need to do something with Texas. Oh. And I know you're going to tell me Landon Castle and you yeah, talked about maybe making a Roval. I get all idea. that. I mean, that's it is. A, it, do. It, all right. It's that's a good idea. Thing. So then make that a Roval and get Charlotte off the Charlotte Roval and put the mile and a half back. Yes. I'm telling you, though, and that's interesting to hear what you said, that it was a little bit of a boring single file, because I tell you right now, 
I watched the first stage in the grandstands with a group that was down there. And there was not a moment where it was like, this is boring. It like, it was just, but I think that was just the in-person element. So kind of with that, uh, very interesting uh, comments, but I do think that if you, any, if you can, I, hopefully you and I can go down next year and watch a race there uh, for sure. That would be a lot of fun because that I don't think in person there. Yes. No yes, you will. Uh, I'm going to make sure. No, I'm that, make sure I, I'm not, that's, a lot of this has is stemming We're from is stemming from you know i know a lot of drivers they don't say it and they pretend like they do but i've talked to a couple drivers this past week and they weren't very happy with that race they do not like that racetrack or that style of racing i know a lot of crew chiefs and crew members that don't like it and i know that's hard for the fans to understand but at some point we need to remember that this is a sport Yes. And that the people that work in it and their ability to enjoy it and understand it and, and work in a sport is equally as important as almost anything else. And, you know, there's just a lot of misconception on what goes on behind the scenes, what these drivers and teams do week after week to prepare these cars. And when it comes to the rain and just fans wanting us to wreck cars and this style of racing, this is it's not a healthy transition for the sport as a whole and it's it's scary times for sure honestly as for people that work in the industry um these are some scary times where a lot of your skill sets and a lot of the the sport aspect why you move down is is disappearing quickly and and mm -hmm. for all kinds of entertainment reasons so i think that's really good i think because you come with from that mindset from that lifestyle of being with the teams working on the cars uh, and I totally get that element. My my thinking is, yes, I know the teams. Yes, I know the drivers, crew chiefs, anybody that works on the cars do not like going those style of races. You put so much work, so much effort in just to have, uh, you know, your car get destroyed for no reason while running 25th because you're just trying to get to the end. So I totally get that. I really do. From a fan's standpoint, and what's kind of drawing in new people, that is an element where it's like, that is exciting racing, but I don't think we need to oversaturate the schedule with racing like that. So that's, I, I agree with you there. Let's touch on something with the Xfinity race real quick, because there were team orders given, right? And I was watching it uh, right outside of victory lane. And I was watching, I could see the turn one and the turn two in the backstretch and there was one point where I was like, okay, the colleague cars are all teamed up here. They're going to be really making a charge, which as we know, colleague now throughout the last few years, they are really known for these types of races working as a team. And then I just saw John Hunter out by himself. And I was like, well, what happened? Did somebody spin their tires? Little later did I watch a replay and then I was able to see, and then the, all the conversations from Hemrick and uh, Haley. So what was your interpretation of what happened there? And, and talk a little bit about team orders and what that is from uh, the racing standpoint from your world. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult topic for many people. It's a, it's difficult for the series. Obviously they have their quote unquote, hundred percent rule. And I understand why fans probably aren't interested in having team orders in, in the sport, but it's as a team, it is an incredibly necessary tool on not only winning races but championships and and what we saw throughout the race was was definitely the colleague cars as you said they just work so well together every plate race and they you can just see that they have a strict policy on working together staying together and i think you saw when 
um, Haley had jumped out and, and maybe not stuck with Hemrick even on that last lap. Um, you saw the frustration out of Hemrick as if, as if um, you know, maybe the plan was kind of fell apart. And, you know, I think it's important for teams and drivers, and it's tough in NASCAR. Actually, NASCAR is probably the worst series in the world to go about it, where they just let their drivers go out and do basically whatever they want. And most mm-hmm. series kind of take it as a driver is equally as much of an employee as anybody else on the team. And you need to remember that this is for the benefit of the team as a whole and that right. you need to go out and perform as expected. And, um, you know, that's tough behind the wheel. So, I, you know, I, I don't think Haley did anything malicious there on purpose, but, you know, he just maybe forgot what to do and and was kind of going for his own win. And, and that's fine. But, you know, you see it. We saw SVG in the supercar race pull over on the last turn, last lap, and last teammate by. And, you know, rumors that SVG wasn't happy. But that's mm-hmm. part of this. That is how you win championships. And I say it all the time. The first NASCAR team that goes out and, and runs a team strictly off strategy and common sense is going to just run the table on the series until other teams are forced to. It's impossible mm-hmm. to police team orders. It's not going to happen. And it'll always be around in motorsports. So, um, you know, it's it's just it's, it's I get so frustrated watching some of these races and hearing some of the stories and, and how teams are are going about their business when I feel like, man, you just if you go by team orders and make drivers and, and crew chiefs do what they're supposed to do for the benefit of the team, it's it's going to be unbelievable how much success comes with that. Well, it was an interesting thing. Now, try to follow me here, and I'm curious if you agree or disagree. These are two different circumstances, so understand that. But what it reminded me of, because you have Justin Haley, who is in the Cup Series. He is battling for Cup Series playoffs and points, not in the Xfinity. He is just an extra car, getting some track time. He's got a really dominant skill set in that level. So a guy like Hemrick's probably thinking to himself, I am sitting in the greatest position possible because I am trying to make it into the playoffs. Now, here's what it reminded me of. Similar or uh, different situation again. Uh, Last year when Ty Gibbs spun out Brandon Jones at Martinsville, Brandon Jones going on, all he had to do was get a win on the green-white checker and another Toyota TRD car, Joe Gibbs' car, was going to be in the playoffs. And when I thought about that, and again, I know one got dumped and the other kind of got shoved out of the way, saying the driver of Haley saying, oh, you were sputtering. We we were all sputtering our our gas. It it was just a wild thing. Interesting sales element by Haley. Um, But, you know, like you said, maybe just kind of – when you're in that position, right, we're, we're playing Monday morning quarterback oh, here sure. by sitting yeah. on our chairs. Yeah. But it's just that was something that I thought about because I was like, these guys had it perfect where they, they were setting up for success. And yet somehow the Toyota won. Yeah. Well, with no teammates. Again, it's it's just when when you think about making these decisions based on a team as a whole, success as a whole will come i mean what rising tides lift all ships right so um you go back to martinsville last year when chase briscoe stayed out that last caution and the only other uh stewart haas driver that stayed out was the 41 could you imagine Mm -hmm. if if the 10 or 4 had stayed out as well and those three cars could have held up the field there's a very good possibility briscoe goes to phoenix in that in that top four chasing a championship was that talked about at all did that situation happen at all or not, not yeah. in front of me. Um, yeah. And honestly, like you said, that would, I been... don't think so. 
I don't think so. Yeah. And that's those are just that's just NASCAR, man. That's just the the world that these teams and owners and everybody live in, and it's just part of the series. And it's mm-hmm. just crazy to me, especially with so much so many ties and i'm not talking to Stuart house in particular to f1 but you know we have people that worked at red bull nascar uh the red bull team um you know and the ties you saw there still didn't carry over and, and you see right. so many team orders and so much strategy go into lifting the team up as a whole in f1 and you just don't see that at all in in nascar and the cup series True. it's it's team for team um which makes it fun for the the fans, but um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of head scratchers. You, I mean, I'm sure we could sit here and talk for ten minutes and come up with handfuls of instances where if team members just work together, that successes yeah. would um, come exponentially. I think you're absolutely right. So that let's put a bow then on the Xfinity race and the Cup Series race. You know, unfortunately, rain shortened. Rain was coming uh, all you know all afternoon. You could see this front just coming through. It was going to happen fortunately enough for nascar they were able to get more than halfway and then uh, a little bit of a caution comes out they run around for what 12 laps or so uh, rain lightning at that point before that i saw lightning in the distance so you already knew that it was a done deal once uh you know once that hit and i think harvick from what i understood harvick spun they didn't call a caution you know they kept everything going so uh, what was your take then on the cup race? We talked about it briefly, but what was your some of your impressions? Um, a couple of things we talked about last week. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously exciting race, exciting format. Um, I hate that you know the the weather these last couple of weeks and and going into New Hampshire this week has just yeah. been so so terrible. Um, you know it sucks for the fans. It sucks for NBC. It sucks for the sponsors having to cancel a lot of these appearances a lot of these special things that happen at the racetrack um yep. week in and week out and um you know for the people at home not being able to watch a full race and all these things so um you know that that just is unfortunate um but a, a great race um you know it's uh it's interesting to watch uh, these teams navigate through this this platform and uh this rules package and again the fords you and alan really really nailed it last week these fords are fast with this package and um you know un- unfortunately uh they have a few other few other shining moments left in this in this year i think uh given the tracks we're going to but um you know i guess Taldega will be one of them but they, they got a ford has a lot of work to do um you know i think mm-hmm. i don't think that's arguable but they have plenty of time to do it. We saw Joey Logano come come about his business late in the year last year. The Toyotas are coming in strong. It's it's a lot similar. It's very similar to last year's um, year as it played out with the Chevy dominance kind of fading mm-hmm. through the summer. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, some, the Fords have figured out something, especially in Q trim, where you know they were able to come out quick and then. Uh, Chevy's, you know, kind of figure out maybe when cooler temperatures, Toyota as well. Uh, I don't know what it looked like from your vantage point, but from mine, it looked like the 19 of Martin Truex and the 43 of Eric Jones looked the fastest in the race. I know Eric got into a few guys a time or two, uh, on Sunday, but yeah, like you said, I mean, the weather just very unfortunate, you know, at Atlanta having that race, uh, you know, kind of have to get cut short, but again, the guys were, the drivers were racing with so much intensity 
from the drop of the green flag because of the threat of weather. Now, they probably would have spread out a single file line on the top, would have probably developed just to kind of get to the end where we weren't able to see that. So it really made for good racing. But again, unfortunately, I weren't wasn't able to see it play out. When will Fords get their win? When do you think they get their win this year? I'm telling you, I mean, New Hampshire is a great opportunity, not just for the Fords, but Stewart House okay. Racing. Um, you know, we just saw practice and qualifying. Mm-hmm. We've seen their power, not just Stuart Haas, but Ford in general at, at these short tracks. And, and New Hampshire, I have won more races at New Hampshire in my career than anybody else. And, and Stuart Haas is showing up with a lot of speed again. So, um, you know, I think this weekend is their best shot um, mm-hmm. in, in you- some time here. You got a little uh, memento, if you will, hanging in your uh, basement. I saw you take a picture of, which is a really cool element, right? I mean, uh, Kevin Harvick, when he won back in 2020, him and Denny Hamlin battling it out, uh, scored the win there. We know how good you said SHR, Fords in general, have been there, uh, been at that track. You know, Chevy, you, you talked about a little bit how they were cooling off. Chevy has not won. I think it is in their last 16 attempts at New Hampshire, believe that or not. And two of the drivers that won, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick is one guy that won in a Chevy, obviously races a Ford now. And Denny Hamlin back in 2007, when they were Chevys, he was also the other guy that won. So there's not really anybody from this stable quite yet, uh, you know, that won while being a Chevy. Kyle Busch, uh, you know, we have a, has a win up there. Now he's with the Chevys. So uh, going to be interesting to see what happens with Chevy, especially, uh, and Fords as well. Um, but what do you anticipate happens this week? We know weather could be an issue, well, will be an issue on Sunday. More than likely, they're racing Monday. Yeah, I, it, again, we just talked about the weather at the weather just makes it so unpredictable. Um, unfortunately, yeah. in my in my opinion, like I said, I do not like watching racing in the rain. I like watching these guys and teams going out and performing the way they are naturally um, set up to perform, the way they you know anticipate to perform. So, um, but regardless, you know, I I think there's a very good chance we see a Ford in victory lane. I will say my race winner pick, and I don't normally give this to you. My race winner pick is also my 2023 championship pick. And that Martin is Martin Truex Jr. Yep. Yeah. Regulate yeah that, team, that team right there is is hitting on all strides right now. And when we talk about, um, you know, heading into the playoffs with momentum, cleaning up all these mis- mistakes, um, that is one team that has just been lights out uh, the last month, month and a half. And and they just continue to get better and better. They have performance on every style of racetrack. Um, you know, I, I really look forward to, um, you know, seeing what he can do and possibly his last year in the NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah, so interesting thing about Martin Truex in six of his last seven races at New Hampshire, he scored a top 10. Since Bristol Dirt this year, Martin Truex has two wins. We obviously remember Dover and Sonoma, but he also has eight top 10s, including in his last 12 races. And then four of those finishes, 27th or worse. So hopefully, like you said, we're able to see the good Martin Truex this week. Uh, You know, when we look at short, flat tracks, and I don't know, you know, you and I talk about this a lot of, hey, what's this track compared to? What's that track compared to? There's a lot of people in various, uh, you know, professions saying, you know, this week is you can look at Phoenix a little bit, Richmond, even though it's more high tire wear, Gateway as well, or those old tracks that you'd be like, okay, I could see different comps to New Hampshire. Um, yeah, I guess, um, it's you know, unique. It, I know it, New Hampshire's it, unique. Yeah. Um, so I, 
I don't know if Gateway, even though you would think Gateway would be a great comparison, it's crazy how you see a lot of these teams running good at one and just atrocious mm-hmm. at the other. Um, you know, it's True. it's it's going to be interesting to see how the runs play yeah. out. There's a lot of green flag runs here. Um, I think watching uh, watching qualifying, a lot of these cars were extremely loose. We saw you know a, a lot of people coming off the corner very squirrely, searching for grip, and you know we saw Kyle Busch spin out. So I think a lot mm-hmm. of these guys are set up extremely loose in anticipation for you know, an, an aero tight situation and, you know, the front tires here with all the camber, all the wear, all the loads, they wear heavily um, compared to the rear tires. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how these cars and teams evolve throughout the race. If it indeed is dry, which it's not looking like. So it's, it's hard <laughs> to um, determine, I guess, what's going to go on. It just kind of, you know, it's for me, it's, it's not a, a weekend for betting. That's for sure. Um, with all the, the, you know, unique and, uh, unanticipated uh things going on well it is if the race gets moved to monday so that in that instant it would because like you said i mean if we're seeing it on sunday you know nascar has taken the wet weather tires as they're called but we're obviously not racing in the rain due to visibility issues only in damp conditions where you know maybe about 30 40 minutes out nascar knows hey once the guys get around the track, there's going to be no visibility issues. This is going to help dry the track only at that point. But up here in the Northeast, they are really calling for some torrential rain. Uh, I live in Pennsylvania all the way up north uh, as well. So it's going to this area is going to get hit hard, uh, especially on Sunday. So I would not be surprised if we see a similar situation like Dover, where you know it was called very early, about 10 a.m., uh, where teams were able to or fans were able to be notified, hey, we're going to be racing Monday. It's a lot better of a chance. I think it goes from 98 percent Sunday to 30 percent Monday, which, uh, you know, I'm no meteorologist, but or or um, work for NASCAR. I am pretty sure and certain I can say that we're going to be racing Monday instead of Sunday. So uh, anything else with uh, New Hampshire or the Cup Series or anything else you wanted to throw my way? I know we got a couple more things to uh, talk about. No, I'm just really excited for this race if it does indeed happen. Um, you know, I, I just hate the weather. I, I, we can't, I, I don't I think we can too. say it enough. Um, but hopefully everybody else is doing good up in the Northeast. You know, obviously the SRX series has canceled their um, yeah. race at, um, you know, up, up there and are going to stay at Stafford for mm-hmm. their event next week. I thought, again, SRX put on an incredible show. Um, ESPN did a fantastic job. The broadcast was, was uh, phenomenal. Uh, I really like this series. It's, it's I love it's this series. Unique, it's different, and for all the things that piss me off in the Cup series, the SRX does. But I'm okay with it in that series, and and it is a very it's an entertainment series. I feel like the drivers are are a little bit almost too edgy, as if um, it's kind of forced in a little bit. But hey, I mean, they're going out there. Their job is to to put on a great entertainment product not necessarily a race and they are doing that indeed um again another race shortened by rain but i'm really excited to see um you know the first time the series is going to go back to back at a racetrack so what have these drivers learned what have these crews learned um are people going to get better are people going to get worse um be fun to see ryan priest head back to his home track Mm -hmm. um i kind of i kind of feel like i had something to do with that i tweeted out uh, earlier in the year when Donald Hawk was was talking about drivers and who we wanted where and what. And I said, how come Brian Priest is not going to be running at Stafford? So um, unfortunate, I like circ- it. unfortunate circumstances have 
um, probably allowed this to happen. But um, I'm going to be rooting on my man, Ryan, and, and uh, you know, hopefully he can go out there and do his hometown proud. Well, you know, next week when the odds come out, I'm going to lay a little coin on Ryan to win. I think that would be a fun story. You can bet uh, SRX. You can bet SRX. Caesar Sportsbooks put out uh, odds to bet SRX. You got uh, outright. You got okay. matchups. Okay. So, yeah, you got a little bit of everything. There's a community uh, that I'm a part of that talks about SRX. Actually, on the NASCAR betting preview show, Twitter Spaces, one of the best bets that uh, Phil, the Full Tank with Phil uh, podcast gave out was an SRX play. Gave out Denny Hamlin plus 400 to win the race. So, wow. uh, yes, you can you can be betting on SRX. But I love the series as well. You know, when we had hawk on uh, a number of months ago just his excitement at the time for the series coming up really cool to see uh, everything that they're doing can't wait to watch again next thursday night thursday night thunder 9 p.m espn so uh, really looking forward to that uh one thing i want to throw out to you before you throw something back to me i'm sure but we got to talk about the firecracker 400 because this is new to me this is new to you as well you know brian murphy esports is uh sponsoring the all things go car out there with devin who we had on our show and uh was a gut-wrenching race by him because he was there and then just kind of got collected in two different incidents and uh, I don't know if you watched the whole thing or not, but that was for me. I got a NASCAR betting preview show car out there, and I'm going to tell the listeners how to maybe get involved with that. But what what is that uh, you know event like? Landon Castle, Parker Kligerman, and company they put that on. So kind of a cool thing we're able to get into some stuff like that. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's a lot of fun in the sim racing world where really anybody can go out and sponsor a race car and mm -hmm. you know it's it's fun to see your own colors um you know see your quote-unquote own driver out there performing even in a virtual reality type situation you know a sim situation um even my wife you know we were watching uh, the prelims and the heat races and um she even got into it and and we've talked about multiple times how crazy it is to be able to feel so involved so easily and you know a lot of these guys out here racing they're they're racing just to maybe pay for entry fees in certain series or um you know maybe help pay for the internet or, or all these simple things and you can really get involved in this type of thing um for little to, to no money and it's fun it's fun it's just it's huge and, and this event is paying is it twelve hundred dollars to win or two thousand dollars win? Um, it's the payouts are huge Prize yeah, the prize money is nearly thirteen grand, yeah, uh, and I think to your point, I think the winner gets about three, plus whatever sponsorship maybe they've already uh, accumulated at that point. So yeah. yeah, it's just a crazy, but it's a great marketing tool. Like I, I love that you, um, you know, thought about the All Things Go podcast and putting on the colors, and it was amazing to see that car going around the track. Um, beautiful scheme. Uh, I was so bummed for Devin uh, and, and him to not really get it done because of the incidents. But like you said, I mean, this is a whole different world that we are now getting accustomed into. But from a marketing element, it is like, my goodness, why would I not want to be a part of something like this? So uh, really cool to see so many uh, getting there. Will you be watching, uh, I guess, next week as well? Are you kind of uh, hooked to it a little bit or oh, I'm, now that I'm, the atg car's out yeah I, i'm gonna for sure watch no it's okay. a it's a cool event um you know again parker you talked about parker land and they do an incredible job making this mm -hmm. feel so real and and so big and unique and it, and it is all those things um yeah. you know the, it's it's fun to see also the other people involved the broadcasters you know it's it's cool to see them grow and learn and, and have another tool 
to to get better at at their craft and they do mm-hmm. such a great job i mean it is a legit fantastic broadcast um the camera angles there's so many things like i just am so impressed with on, on how well uh iRacing has has set this up to to produce mm-hmm. races like this it's just it's fun to watch um and you know it's it's a little bit more edgy i think than than normal racing because there is less risk when it comes to crashing money, all these things. Yeah. So the races are usually very entertaining um, and, and very competitive. Well, we got, we still have uh, part of an ATG car out there. Uh, got a shout out Adam Cabot, who is the season four winner at the Monday night racing league and uh, his skill set. He was able to get to fourth and an amazing uh, run to the finish. He's also sponsoring the NASCAR betting preview show, but we got ATG logo all over it. And uh, right now, you know, we're going into single car qualifying next week or the, uh, uh, the firecracker 400 is to see who advances. So we're looking for anybody out there that has any custom setups that is able to help Adam out because we really want to get that car in the show. And then as you, the listener want to get involved, one thing that we're going to be doing is uh, for $10, you can get your name on the back of the deck lid for 25. You can get your name on the hood. All the money that we get is going to go to a charity and uh, want to kind of do some good with it because the uh, Firecracker 400 is such a cool thing and want to pull a lot of supporters and a lot of people that uh, do a lot with not only this show, but various shows that we're part of. So that's one really cool way to kind of get involved. Anything else you wanted to uh, touch base a little bit here tonight? No, I'm I'm good. I think, uh, again, just excited for the, the weekend. There's a, a Charlotte soccer game tonight in uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. So I'm a me and Emily are going to head over to uh, a local bar where uh, about 30 of us get together to watch the game. Um, so I'm going to do that and um, yeah, probably pick up some ribs for tomorrow and do some more barbecuing. I got to tune in a couple more things. I'm working on offset grill. I'm trying to get the material. So if anybody out there knows, I need, I need a 24 inch by quarter inch thick piece of pipe. That's four inch or four feet long. So I'm really working on trying to get this offset grill built um you know me and josh are probably gonna go pick up uh francis i hope beginning of next week Mm. uh he's got a bunch of stuff in his shop that we have to get cleared out before we can really start working on he's got a car on the jig um we're we're assembling a front and rear clip for um god i I think it's like a 68 custom camaro uh so i'll take a picture of that and post it but as soon as that comes off francis will go on the uh the jig so really excited about that um landon huffman is in south boston tonight you know he got disqualified a couple weeks ago after that great run uh in the south boston 200 uh the first round of the virginia triple crown so um you know i know they got chip on our shoulder they want to go back and prove that they had speed for other reasons um outside of the the things that they uh, unfortunately got dq'd for so uh, a lot of stuff uh going around in the more sports world this weekend um you know, IndyCar in Toronto, that looks like it's going to be another wet downpour as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, hopefully uh, the wet weather doesn't plague our races this weekend. Yeah, well, we are done with weather after this week for sure. So, uh, Brian, always appreciate chatting with you. Always cool to hear uh, and give the listeners an idea of kind of what's going on behind the scenes and also what's going on in your personal life as well with everything you're doing. So I appreciate you always chatting, and hopefully next week we can have dry weather. I'm going to be in the Poconos. I'm taking my girls for the first time to see a little bit of the race uh, or at least for what they can uh, stand on Sunday. So uh, looking forward to next week and uh, really looking looking forward to uh, chatting with you again so uh good luck in the uh, soccer game tonight i know you're nervous yep uh we need to win <laughs> they are they 
They they are win or go home. So if they don't win this game, they just might as well start uh, concentrating on next year. So a playoff game tonight. In fact, every game from here on out is a playoff game. So uh, exciting like times. Awesome. Well, right. well, I appreciate it, Brian. Have a good week. Enjoy that, uh, you know, the Traeger, and uh, we'll catch you next uh, episode here uh, for episode 32. So thanks again.